Blog Talk Radio. Okay. Praise God and welcome to Blog Talk Radio, air code 646-378-1857. We are on our Blog Talk Radio right now. We are also streaming at www.livedeliverance.com. I want to thank all of you for listening and participating with tonight's service. And on Facebook video, we got a powerful one. Women do a lot in the church. Men, through my experience, been in this ministry 15 years, are very lazy, spiritually. It's the women that's doing things. And God speaks a lot about that. So let's look at in prayer tonight. We're going to pray and we're going to have a teaching, women in the Bible, how they're important, even in the Old Testament. And I ask that you women or men, whoever you are, to write these scriptures down and go study it for yourself. I can give you information, but it's up to you to study yourself to be approved unto God, not me. That's your job, 2 Timothy 2.15. Okay, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, how God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Lord, we thank you for this day. The Sabbath is now over. We ask that you forgive us for all of our sins. Your word says in 1 John 1, 9, and we confess our fault, that he's just and able to forgive us for all unrighteousness. We ask that you forgive us for all unrighteousness at this time. I cannot pay the chauffeur because it's on loud, uh, and they will take me off air. I would love to pay the chauffeur, but I can't. Father, we thank you that you have forgiven us for our sins. We take authority over Satan. We bind every demonic demon that will try to block the hearer from hearing God's word. We come against boys and bouncy and any electronic spirits. Lord, we thank you for your word, that your word is truth. And every man alive, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Women in the Bible. There are a lot of women who contribute to the godliness and kingdom of God, especially uh, the, the Virgin Mary. Uh, that's Jesus' mother. She was a woman. And the Son of God came through a woman. So God has a lot of respect uh, for women. Uh, we're going to look at uh, spiritually headship that a woman, according to the word of God, I'm not being facetious or biased, that God does have an order. I didn't make the order up. But we will see today that there's neither male nor female in the spirit realm when it comes to spiritual things. We're going to look at all of that today. But let's never forget uh, Mary, the mother of Jesus. We're going to give you some scriptures of her so you can go and study. Also, did you know that Christ appeared first to a woman? That's in the book of Mark. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. Women have contributed a lot in the Bible. And uh, it's very, very, uh, very shocking, that not to me, but... Notice that Jesus, he came to the woman first. He didn't come to the man. And that's in God's word. And we're going to go to his word for everything we talk about tonight. Mark 16, 9. Mark 16, 9. Now, when Jesus was raised early the first day, that's Sunday, first day of the week, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Shabbat, Saturday. Now, when Jesus was raised early the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven devils. So he, he appeared to a person who he cast the demons out of a person, and it happened to be a woman. Do you know that it was women that helped Moses become Moses? So women have done a lot. I'm not going to let the devil take that away from sisters in Christ, black, white, purple, whoever. And however that you believe that Jesus is the son of God and you believe the, the, the Godhead, and you have accepted him as your Lord and Savior, and that you speak in tongues, and you believe in the nine gifts of the Holy Ghost, you're good with me. Because there's a lot of misinformation out here. 
Yes, we know about Jezebel. That's a demonic spirit that I can, I can operate in both women and men. But we're talking about good women, righteous women, women who made a dent into the kingdom of Satan. Uh, let's look at this in Exodus chapter 2, verse 1, Moses' birth. And let's see what women and how they played a role in it. Now, it's very shocking to you that there was a woman who had Moses and hid him for three months. She had an important job helping Mo Moses be birthed in chapter 2. And we're going to look at this. In Exodus 2.1, And there went a man of the house of Levi and took a wife and a daughter of Levi. And the woman conceived and bare his son. And when she saw him that he was a godly child, she hid him three months. She hid Moses. This was a female. This was no man. This was a female who hid Moses three months. Now, you don't tell me God doesn't use women for godly things? And the woman conceived and bare his son when she saw him that he was a godly child. She hid him three months. And when she could no longer hide him, she took from him an ark of bulrush and dabbed it and slimmed with the pitch and put the child therein. And she laid it at the flag by the river's brink. We're going to see another woman come into play of assisting Moses. And God allowed this. And his sister stood afar off to wit what would be done to him. In Exodus chapter 2, verse 5, And the daughters of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the flag, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept, and she had compassion on him, and said, This is one of the Hebrew children. She was an Egyptian, but she had compassion on this Hebrew child because God allowed that woman to have that compassion. So women have done some mighty things, things that the devil don't want to give them credit, but today they do. And they always do according to the Bible, because God's word is true. Then said his sister to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call to thee a nurse of the Hebrew woman, that she may nurse the child for thee? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. And the maid went and called the child's mother. And Pharaoh's daughter said unto her, Take this child away and nurse it for me, and I will give thee thy wages and the woman took the child and nursed it and the child grew and she brought him unto pharaoh's daughter and he came and he became her son and she called his name moses and she said because i drew him out of the water now if that ain't being used by god i don't know what is why this is not taught in the church women have a lot of role to do uh, in the church and they're still doing it to this day and it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went into his brethren and looked upon their burdens and he spied the Egyptians smiting a Hebrew one of his brothers Moses ministry in some way foreshadows the ministry of Jesus Christ an attempt was made to kill both Moses and Jesus. Isn't that ironic? So there was women to protect both Moses and Jesus. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. All right, let's do this here. Let's look at the uh, female prophets of the Bible. Uh, in the Old Testament, there are nine female prophets of the Bible. Amen. There are nine. Nine female prophets of the Bible. There are nine. Amen? So write that down. Now, often when people think of prophets, they think of someone who can predict the future or see the future. While that is particularly true, a biblical prophet is much more than just the ability to see the future. 
While the priest represents the people before God and takes their petitions to him, the prophet represents God to people in the Old Testament. A prophet would face the people and speak. Jesus was a prophet who spoke the word of God to the people and was, in fact, the word incarnated. A prophet speaks for God. For more on this topic, continue to study the Bible about prophets. Amen. A prophet is essentially a spokesperson for God as chosen by him. They are his task while speaking to the people of God behalf by sharing messages or even teachings. Okay. So we have Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 23 through 24, and Hadala, she was a prophet, H-U-L, D-A-H, she was a prophet. Hadala, H-U-L-D-A-H, Hadala, said to them, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, tell the man who sent you to me. Verse 24, Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring disaster upon this place and upon the inhabitation, and the curses that are written in the book that will read before the king of Judah. She prophesied that. That's a very serious prophecy, and God trusted her uh, to do that. Uh, we're going to look at uh, Miriam. Miriam was a prophet. In Exodus chapter 15, verse 20, Miriam. Also, Hadala, the same woman I just spoke to you, H-U-L-D-A-H. You can go to 2 Kings chapter 22, verse 14. And Second Chronicles chapter 34, verse 22. Number three, Sarah was a prophet. Also, Hannah was a prophet. Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, she was a prophet. Esther was a prophet. The book of Esther, well, she was a prophet also. And Nodia, N-O-A-Nodia, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, N-O-A-D-I-A-H, Nahum chapter 6, 14, and Isaiah chapter 8, verse 3, okay? Now, as we all know, Deborah, number 8, she was a prophet. As a prophet, God judged Deborah was said to hear God's voice and shared the word with others as a priestess. She was a priestess. But I want you to pay very careful of the order of God now. This is Deborah. God has given a, a woman in the Old Testament this authority, but he still keeps the covenant of man. You have to understand this was after Adam and Eve. So, as a prophet, Judge Deborah was said to hear God's voice and share the word with others. As a priestess, she did not offer sacrifices as the men did. See, she talked the word, but she did not do sacrifices. That was prohibited because of the authorship of God as head. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, man, woman, and child. Animal and every creeping thing. God has an order. Even though we one spirit, he still has an order of his creation. It's not because he's trying to be biased to a woman. No. It's not because she sinned first. No. All sin is unto death. It is because that's how the order of God is. It is against God to go out of the order of God when two men marry each other. That's out of God's order. Within the order of God, and a lot of men take this wrong, and they try to control women with it. And I don't blame them for submitting to someone who operates in witchcraft. No. A woman is not subject to submit to her husband if he's in sin. Submit to what he says, to pay the bills and stuff. That's a different story because when a woman is submitting, she better make sure that that man is born again, saved, that she know that man, she know his walk with God. Because when you submit yourself to someone, that person has to be in the word, a teacher after the word, a God-fearing man, a man that leads his family by prayer, not one to argue and cuss and fuss at his wife and talk about behind her back and stuff like that. As the men did, but she did lead worship service and she preached. Deborah did do worship service and preached, but she never did offer offering sacrifices. That was up to the man. A male prophet would go in once a year in the Holy of Holies. That she couldn't do, but the rest God allowed her to do. Bible verses about Deborah is in Judges chapter four, verse four and five. 
Judges chapter 4, verse 14. Judges chapter 5, verse 7. She's also in Genesis chapter 35, verse 8. She's also in Genesis chapter 24, verse 59. Again, Deborah is in the book of Judges chapter 4, verse 4 and 5. Uh, Judges chapter 4, verse 14. Judges chapter 5, verse 7. She's also in Genesis chapter 35, verse 8. She's in Genesis chapter 24, verse 59. She's in Judges chapter 4, verse 9. She's in Judges chapter 4, verse 6 to 16. She's in Judges chapter 5, verse 1. She's in Judges chapter 5, verse 31. She's in Judges chapter 4, verse 6. She's in Judges chapter 4, verse 8, and she had a very powerful prayer uh, that she said in Judges chapter 4, verse 21. Uh, where is this at? Then? Judges 4, 21. Then Jehu's wife took a nail on the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went softly unto him and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it in the ground, for he was fast asleep and weary, so he died. Deborah prophesied about all of this. Uh, it was Deborah that took over when Israel did not have a king, and she represented, she filled in the gap until there was a king. So God has done some powerful, powerful things. The unmarried daughter who prophesied, there, are, there was unmarried uh, women, even in the uh, New Testament. Let's look at that in Acts chapter 21, verse 19. Acts chapter 21. And we're going to go to verse 19. 21 verse 9, I'm sorry. And the same men had four daughters, virgins, which did prophecy. Four daughters. And they operated in prophecy. They was women. That's in the New Testament. The Old Testament, we gave you the prophet and the prophetesses. And here in the New Testament, we see uh, a prophet. Also, Priscilla assisted Apostle Paul. She's always in the Bible. Priscilla is in the Bible. There are... Uh, a lady's house in Acts chapter 16, verse 4, she was a woman. Let's go to Acts 16, verse 40. And they went out of the priests and entered into the house of L-Y-D-I-A, Lydia. And when they had seen the brethren, they comforted them and departed. So here a woman is helping apostles. Get the gospel of Christ out. Amen. Isn't that a wonderful thing? Women have done some powerful things. Now, I'm going to give you some homework to do. I'm going to give you a whole lot of scripture so that you can go and study as unto God a workman who not need to be ashamed, but rightly correcting the word of truth. We're going to give you all the women in the New Testament. We're going to start with Mary. That's in Matthew chapter 116, Mary. Matthew chapter 1, verse 18 through 25. Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 and 21. Matthew chapter 12, verse 46 through 50. Mark chapter 13, verse 55. If you got to rewrite this down again, just go back over and just write it down as I speak it. Mark chapter 3, verse 31 through 35. Mark chapter 6, verse 3. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 through 56. Luke chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. Luke chapter 2, verse 16. Verse 19. Verse 22. Verse 27, 
verse 34 through 35, verse 43 through 51. Again, Luke chapter 2, verse 5 through 8. Luke chapter 2, verse 16, verse 19, 22, verse 27, verse 34 and 35, verse 43 through 51. Mary, Luke chapter 8, verse 19 through 20. Mary, John chapter 2, verse 1 through 5. John chapter 2, verse 12. John chapter 6, verse 46, 42. John chapter 19, verse 25 through 27. Acts 1.14. Galatians 4.4. 4. Other women in the Bible that people are not really known about, they may hear, but they don't know it, that Peter had a mother, mother-in-law. He was married. So that knocks the Catholic Church doctrine that the Pope it, it can't be married. He was the first Pope that the Catholics claimed. But Peter had a mother-in-law, that's in Matthew chapter 8, verse 14 to 15, Apostle Peter. Uh, that's in Mark chapter 1, verse 30 and 31. That's in Luke chapter 4, verse 38 through 39. Here are the daughters of Jairus, J-A-R-I-U-S, Matthew chapter 9, 18 through 19. Matthew chapter 9, verse 23 through 26. Mark chapter 5, verse 24. Mark chapter 5, verse 22 through 24. Mark chapter 5, verse 35 through 43. Luke chapter 8, verse 41. Luke chapter 8, verse 49 and 50. The wife of Jairus, J-A-R-I-U-S. Mark chapter 5, verse 40 through 43. Luke Chapter 8, verse 51 through 56. A woman with an issue of blood. She's a female. She's in the Bible. Matthew, chapter 9, verse 20 through 22. Mark, chapter 5, verse 25 through 34. Luke, chapter 8, verse 43 through 48. Christ had sisters. Jesus Christ had sisters. Matthew, Chapter 13, verse 56, and Mark, chapter 6, verse 3. Hendodorus, H-E-R-O-D-I-A-S, Matthew 14, 1 through 11, 17 through 28. Luke, chapter 3, 19 through 20. Hendodorus, daughters, H-E-R-O-D-I-A-S. A.S., daughter, D-A-U-G-H-T-E-R, Matthew 14, 6-11, Mark, chapter 6, verse 22-29, Luke, verse 19-20. Women and children that was among the 5,000, there was women and children among the 5,000 whom Jesus fed, Matthew, chapter 14, verse 21. There was also women and children among the 4,000 that Jesus fed. Matthew chapter 15, verse 38. Here is a Gentile woman who's in the New Testament. She was a Syrophoenician woman. Syrophoenician is S-Y-R-O-P-H-E-N-I-C-I-A-N, Syrophoenician woman, also called the woman of Canaan. She was a Gentile, and she's in the Bible. She's in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 through 28. She's also written in the book of Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through 30. Young daughter of the Syrophoenician woman. So she had a daughter, this Gentile woman with Syrophoenician. That's non-Jewish. And she's in the Bible. Her daughter is in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 through 28. And Mark chapter 7, verse 24 through 30. The mother of Jezebel's children. She's in Matthew chapter 20, verse 22, 28. No, to 23. I'm sorry. Matthew chapter 20, verse 20 to 23. 
and Matthew chapter 27, verse 56. The woman who anointed Jesus. It was a woman who anointed him. Matthew 26, verse 6 through 13. Mark chapter 14, verse 3 to 9. John chapter 12, verse 1 through 8. Damsel, to whom Peter denied Christ. She was a female. He denied her Christ before a female. Matthew chapter 26, verse 69, 14, verse 66 through 68. John chapter 18, verse 17. Maid, to whom Peter denied Christ. Matthew 26, 71. Mark chapter 14, verse 69 through 70. Luke chapter 22, verse 56 through 57. The wife of Pontius Pilate. She's in the Bible. These are females in the Bible who had a significant role of Scripture and God's destiny for the Bible. Matthew chapter 27, verse 19. I'm giving you the Scripture because I want you women and you men to go and study this. Many women are beholden afar off according to Scripture. Matthew chapter 27 through 55 to 56. Mark chapter 15, verse 40 and 41. As we know that Mary Magdalene, she's in the Bible multiple times of Scripture, out of whom Jesus cast out seven devils. Matthew 25, 57. I'm sorry, Matthew 27, 57, forgive me. Uh, Matthew 27, 61. Matthew 28, verse 1 through 10. Mark chapter 15, 40 and 41. Mark 15, 47. Mark 16, 1 through 8. Mark 16, 9 through 11. Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. Luke chapter 24, verse 1 through 11. Luke 24, 22 through 24. And John 19, 25. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, so-called the other Mary. It was two Marys. This is not the Mary of Jesus. This is the other Mary who's in the Bible. Matthew chapter 27, verse 56. Matthew 27, 61. Matthew 27, 27, 56. Matthew 27, 61. Matthew 28, verse 1 through 10, Mark 15, 40 through 41, Mark 15, 47, and Mark 15, 16. The widow who gave two mites, she was, a, she was a widow, but she gave what she had to the Lord. She was a female, a woman. Mark chapter 12, verse 41 through 44, and Luke chapter 21, verse 1 through 4. Solomon, she was a, she was a woman. She's in the Bible. She's in Mark chapter 15. Verse 40 and 41, and she's in Mark chapter 16, 1 through 8. Many other women which came up with Jesus from Galilee, the Bible speaks of a whole lot of other women. That's in Mark chapter 15, verse 40 and 41. Isabel, E-L-I-S-A-B-E-T-H, she's in Luke chapter 1, verse 5 through 80. Anna, A-N-N-A-N. A-N-N-A, she's in Luke, chapter 2, verse 36 through 38. Widow of Nail-N-A-I-N, Luke, chapter 7, verse 11 through 17. Sinners who washed Jesus' feet with her hair. She was a sinner, and she washed his feet. Luke, chapter 7, verse 36 through 50. Certain women... There were certain women certain women who had been healed by Jesus. Luke chapter eight, verse two and three. Jonah, the wife of Cuza, C H U Z A. She's in the Bible. She's in Luke chapter eight, verse two and three. 
She's in Luke chapter 24, verse 1 through 11. Luke chapter 24, verse 22 through 24. Sasuna, she's in the Bible. S-U-S-A-N-A. Sasuna. Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. Martha, a busybody spirit. Good example of a person serving God from the flesh, doing outward things, but not sitting down and being still for God. She's in the Bible as an example of that. Martha, uh, that's in the book of Luke, chapter 10, verse 37 through 42. Also, John, chapter 11, verse 1 through 6. John eleven seventeen through 27. John eleven thirty four through 35. And John, chapter 12, verse 2. Mary... She's in the Bible. It's different than uh, the Virgin Mary and the other Mary. This is Mary of Bethany. Luke 10, 37 through 42. John 11, 1 through 5. John 11, 17 through 20. John 11, 28 through 34. John 11, 39 through 45. And John chapter 12, 3 through 9. Certain women of the company, Luke. 11, 27, and 28, woman with a spirit of infirmity, a female in the Bible, Luke chapter 13, verse 1 through 16, women which beheld and lament, Luke chapter 23, verse 27 through 29, women that follow Jesus, Luke chapter 23, verse 49, verse 55 and 56. Other women at the empty tomb. There was other women there. That's in Luke chapter 24, verse 1 through 11. Also Luke chapter 24, verse 22 through 24. The Samaritan woman at the well. She was a woman. She was a Samaritan. She was not a Jew. Syrophoenician and Samaritan. So we see three non-Jews here. John chapter 4, verse 7 through 42. A woman taken into adultery. John chapter 8, 1 through 11, the mother of the man born blind, she's in the Bible. John chapter 9, verse 2 and 3. John chapter 9, verse 18 through 23. Mary, the wife of Capaldius, C-L-E-O-P-H-A-S, John nineteen twenty-five. His mother's sister, John nineteen twenty-five. apostles gathered and prayed with supplication with the women. Women was there with the supplication when the apostles prayed. That's in Acts chapter 1, verse 14. Saphonar, who dropped dead, she and her husband. Acts chapter 5, verse 1 through 11. A new woman who became a believer in Acts 5, 14. Widows who was neglected in Acts 6, 1. Women committed to prison by Paul. Acts chapter 8, verse 3. Acts chapter 22, verse uh, 4. Samaritan women baptized by Philip, the evangelist. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. Candies, queen of the Ethiopians, she came to visit and brought gifts to Israel. Acts chapter 8, verse 27. Women persecuted. Acts 9, 2. Dorcas, Tabathus, T-A-B, I-T-H-A, Tabatha, and Dacarcus, D-O-R-C-U-S, Acts chapter 9, verse 36 through 42. Mary, the mother of John, and Mark, Acts chapter 12, verse 12, Colossians chapter 4, verse 10. Rhoda, she's in the Bible, R-H-O-D-A, Acts chapter 12, verse 13 through 15. Devout and honorable Jewish women. Acts, chapter 13, verse 50. Enos, she's in the Bible, E-U-N-I-C-E, 2 Timothy, chapter 115. Acts, chapter 16, verse 1, the son of a certain woman. Loris, L-O-I-S, she's in Timothy. She's in 2 Timothy 1, uh, verse 15. Her name is L-O-I-S, 2 Timothy 115. Women at the place of prayer in Philippia. Acts chapter 16, verse 13. Women at Laodicea, L-Y-D-I-A, 
Acts chapter 16, verse 11 through 15. Acts chapter 16, verse uh, 40. Certain a damsel possessed with a spirit of divination. She was a female. Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 19. Chief and honorable wife of the Greeks. Acts chapter 17, verse 4. Acts chapter 17, verse 12. Demaris, a female, D-A-M-A-R-I-S, Acts, chapter 17, verse 34. And my favorite, Priscilla. Boy, she was a working woman. Please study about Priscilla in Acts, chapter 18, verse 12 through 13, verse 18 and 20. And Acts, chapter 18, verse 24 through 26. She's also in uh, Romans, chapter 16, verse 3 and 5. She's also mentioned in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 19. And she's also in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 19. Again, Priscilla, Acts chapter 18, verse 2 through 3. Acts chapter 18, verse 18 through 20. Acts chapter 18, verse 24 through 26. Romans 16, 3 through 5. Corinthians 16:19 and 2 Timothy 4:19. Wife of children of power, T Y R A, Acts chapter 21 verse 4 through 6. Four daughters of Philip, Acts chapter 21 verse 9. Paul's sister, Paul had a sister, Acts chapter 23 verse 16. Apostle Paul, he had a sister, she got saved. Darius, D U R-S-I-L-L-A, Dolores. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Acts chapter 24, verse 24, but I got the scriptures right. My mama's name, Bernice, B-E-R-N-I-C-E. Acts chapter 25, verse 13 through 14. Acts chapter 25, verse 23. And Acts chapter 26, verse 30. Another female name is P-H-E-B-E, period B. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. If not, it's P-H-E-B-E, Romans 16, 1 through 2. Also, Mary of Rome in Rome, uh, Romans chapter 16, verse 6. You have Julia, J-U-N-I-A. She's in the Bible. She's in Romans 16, verse 7. Also, her name is T-H-Y-P-H-E-N-A. She's in the Bible. She's in Romans 16, 12. We have another one. Her name is spelled T-H-Y-P-H-O-S-A. She's in Romans 16, 12. We have another. P-E-R-S-I-S. She's in Romans 16, 12. The mother of Rufus, who took the cross of Christ, is in Romans chapter 16, verse 13. Sister Anurus, S-I-S-R-U-S, Romans chapter 16, verse 15. Julia in Romans, Julia, J-U-L-I-A in Romans 16, 15. Chloe, C-H-L-O-E, 1 Corinthians 1, 11. These are women in the Bible. Eudia, E-U-O-D-I-A, Philippians, chapter 4, verse 2 through 3. She is called E-U-O-D-I-A-S in the King James, a male name, but it's possible she was female. Okay, this is another female. It's S-Y-N-T-Y-C-H-E, S-Y-N-T-Y-C-H-E, Philippians, chapter 4, verse 2 through 3. Caldas is C-L-A-U-D-I-A. I'm familiar with her. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 21. Another one, her name is A-P-P-H-I-A. She's in Phanomia, one verse true. Lady is in 2 John. The elect lady sisters in 2 John one thirteen, And N-Y-M-P-H-A. Colossians chapter 4, verse 15. Old Testament, women in the Old Testament, Tazmar, T-A-M-A-R, Matthew 1, 3. Rahab, Matthew 1, verse 5, Hebrews eleven thirty one, James 2, 25. Ruth, in Matthew 1, 5. Bathsheba, Matthew 1, 6. Rachel, 
Matthew 2.18. Queen of the South, Matthew 20, 12, verse 42. Luke 11.31. Widow of Israel, Luke 4.25. Wife of Zephar, Z-E-R-E-P-H-A-T-H. Luke chapter 4, verse 25 through 26. There's a lot that, that women have contributed in the Bible. And I want you to give, I want to give the order of God out as we speak because God has an order. And I want you to turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 34. Let me explain this here because this is a misinterpretation of women in the church. And here in verse 4, 1 Corinthians 14, 34 says, let your women keep silence in the church. For it is not permitted unto them, them to speak, but they are commanded to be under obedience as also with the law. When the word of God is going on, if a woman who's married, let her wait till she go home to talk to her husband. God is not saying that the woman can't prophesy in the church. Or if she prophesied, that's not asking a question. She's being moved by the spirit of God. But this male chauvinistic spirit is making women not want to submit because they are fearful to submit to a person. They got to see Christ in that person. And if you're really talking about marriage, that's very deep. And it's more spiritual than anything. And if you look at it toward finances or sexual pleasures, that ain't going to keep a marriage. Christ would have to keep that. And that man really would have to be a follower of Christ, not just a talker of Christ. Amen. So that, that is what that is about. Also, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 12, I want to clear something else up. 1 Timothy, chapter 2, verse 12. But I suffer not a woman to teach nor to usurp authority over the man, but to be in silence. This, again, is a woman who's married. He's not saying that the woman cannot speak. If the Lord moved on Deborah, so God wouldn't contradict himself. And men should not carry their wives to a church and let another man teach their wife, and they don't even go to see what they're learning. That's pathetic. That's not being a man. Uh, it's more than uh, paying the bills, you, you know, uh, it's more than that, being a man. It's more spiritual than it is financial because both can work together. But that's what I said. That's not saying that a woman can't teach. That's not saying that. Now, let's look at the order of God and let's look at marriage in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. This is the order of God. This is not the order of me. We're talking about women in the Bible and that we do have an order. That's why Deborah was not able to go through the sacrificial offering, but she can do praise and worship. She taught, she prophesied, she did everything else. But that because of the order of God, not because of a curse for Eve. Jesus has taken that away from us. There is neither male nor female in Christ in Galatians chapter 3, 23 through 29. I want to make sure we go over that before we leave. First Corinthians, the 11th chapter. Be followers of me, even as I am of Christ. That's what God wants us to do. Now, I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things and keep the ordinances as I delivered them unto you. This is concerning covering of a woman's head. This is covering of her head. She's covered because she's under the man in marriage. If she's single, she's under her, her father. Not her pastor, her physical father. She goes to church, but he ain't her pastor. He's raised the pastor of that church, but her father should be her pastor. Now, I praise you, brethren, that you remember me in all things to keep the ordinances. This is an ordinance from God. This is not for me, as I deliver them to you. But I would have you to know that the head, of every man is Christ. It's not the woman. It's Christ. 
That's the headship of God. I didn't say this. This is in the Bible. I'm not trying to be a male chauvinistic. I'm not trying to twist it. I gave you every scripture in the Bible about women. Now I got to give you the headship of God where women fit. Women can preach. They can teach. But they have to be under some male covering to do that. They just can't be doing that independent. That's nowhere in scripture. And this is where they fall from. Or they're married person and he be so ahab out that she's running him. That ain't that ain't gonna work. And he's gonna get tired of that and eventually leave her. But I would have you to know that the head of every man is Christ. Now watch this now. And the head of the woman is the man. Even if it's a pastor, she has to be under male authority. Why? Because the head of the woman is the man. That's that. That's how God put it. And the head of Christ is God. So everybody has to fall in the order. The problem is we complain about who ain't doing what when we need to all do it together. Amen? Every man praying or prophesied having his head covered dishonors his head. But every woman that prays and prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. For that is even all as if she was shaven. That's covering for a woman. That's how God have it. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. It says, now, the, now concerning the things where I wrote unto you, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid uh, fornication, let every man have his own wife, but let every woman have her own husband. I've seen so many marriages get destroyed trying to live this scripture the wrong way. The Bible is saying you should, if you want to have sex, you should have a wife. That don't mean y'all got to live and stay in the bed all day, every day. That's not what it's talking about. And then if you're having it for the wrong purpose, a married person, because the Bible says this, and you got all them demons in you of lust, and the poor lady don't even know it yet, you're going to church and, you know, you, you don't even speak in tongues, but you still want to marry her. That don't make no sense. Both got to get it right. Amen. Let the husband render unto the wife do beloved, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. See, we both won in the spirit realm. But in divine order, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, man, woman, child. But in the spirit realm, it's different. Now go to, and we're going to close with Galatians chapter uh, 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 23. But before faith came, we kept the law shut up until the faith which should after be real. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us into Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after the faith had come, we are no longer under the schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. In the spirit realm, we are one in Christ Jesus. Let me read that again. Galatians three, twenty-three. But before faith came, we were kept under the law. So we're not under the law no more. That's why God still say God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, man, woman, and child. But in the spirit, we won. Then he says in verse 23, but before faith came, we kept under the law, shut up until faith which should afterward be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For you are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus, whether you male or female. We are all the children of God. This male dominance, I'm the head. No, you are the, being the head means to sacrifice. So if you're going to be the head of the wife, you're going to have to sacrifice for her. You're going to have to put her first before your beer. You're going to have to make sure she gets her clothes, her nails done, her hair done, and make sure the children, you go last. That's sacrifice. 
For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. Genesis chapter 3, verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. Women have done a lot. We are all one. There's an order. God has a divine order, and God can still use women in its divine order. I'm asking for a miracle. I got to get to Baltimore by next Saturday to do a eulogy, and I can't get there. If anyone's out there with this telethon, I thank Brother Tommy of Fasona Seeds, Sister Janice Taylor. Thank you so much. Uh, I lost a friend of mine, a staff member, Sister Sheila Newborn. My, my heart go out to her. She lost her son a, a, a week ago. That's not easy for a mother to lose her child, and I'm trying to go get the eulogy to get it done. If you can sow a seed, whatever God moves on your heart, amen, we're going in faith. Amen. Uh, my condolences again go out to Sister Sheila, Sheila Newborn in Boston, Massachusetts, and I'm praying for a miracle. And if I can get there, amen. If not, it's... I did the best I can to get there. Please sow a seed to www.livedeliverance.com. On the lower left-hand side of our icon is a PayPal site. It's secure. Or you can go to www.livedeliverance.com and go to GoFundMe. And we can go on that route That if you would like to go that route also. God bless you. I hope you learned something. Women have done a powerful thing. We'll continue to do things and can be trusted really more than men. Hate to say that. But it's the women that's making the movement. It's the women that's moving in the spirit. Men, we got to stand up and be men. They need to be. Uh, they need a leadership. They need comfort. They need guidance. They need us, and we need them. Love your wives if you men are, are married. You're so blessed. Love your wife as Christ loved the church. Even if you don't see anything good, you married her. Remember that. God bless and shalom. Okay, we want to. Uh, Thank all of our listening audience. Going back to regular broadcasts. Trying to get back into the blog talk room. Okay, that's it for tonight. God bless and shalom to you.